Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Hersema. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. He joins us every single week. We got the SEC baseball tournament on right now, and we just saw a play that sums up college baseball and why we're not doing it anymore. Right, Bill? Routine play. And <laughs> kick the shit out of it. <laughs> Had to throw it about 30 feet and just threw it in. The- I, I want to add something. You know, you're a proud alumnus of Real Hondo Prep. I am, I'm going to send a shout out to my old uh, alma mater, John W. North High School, Riverside, California, 92507. <laughs> Uh, it will be, <laughs> so there you late. go again. God keep it inside. Look keep, at that come camera. On. Come All on, right. meet. Um, it'll be 44 years here. Wow. Next month that I've, uh, Bill. that I've, uh, you know, walked through the, uh, the gates of, uh, of that outfit. Yeah. And, um, 44 years. Do you, you have, that? do you have any, uh, John W. North apparel you wear any, any hats or shirts? You know, I had one, uh, when I was working the, um, when I was working the American Association, I had a T-shirt, John W. North football, that I would wear under my uh, protector. Nice. And I took a picture one night and I sent it to the to the alumni association. The football coach, who I had no, I, they had changed probably ten times since I've been there, saw it and said, "Hey, man, I'm going to send you an updated one." Yeah, and he did. I love it. He did, and I appreciate that. So yeah, I've, uh, you know, you would think, uh, you know, we we've had some really um renowned folks that have graduated from that school we had some you know uh, professional athletes i believe a couple politicians we've got some screenwriters and we got a whole lot of criminals <laughs> that, that that went there um but <laughs> wow, wow. I, i've got i gotta say the good with the bad so yeah okay. so uh, but i'm not gonna mention any names oh okay but that's anyway, good um go you know uh you can um you know, go to um, Wikipedia and look up John W. North High School and you'll see notable alumni. My name is not on there, by the way. Wow. Not, no, not anyway, yet. Not we got to yeah, fix right. that. Yeah, anyway. We do. Maybe I can go out and, you know, do a mass killing or something. I'd probably get my name in there, which I'm not. I'm kidding, no. folks. Kidding. I mean, that's Bill, not funny. Bill, we're on YouTube okay? now. Come on. I know. That's they not censor funny. everything. That's not funny. I, I, I regret that I even said it. <laughs> Not really, but it's a joke, folks. Anyway. J-O-K-E. Anyway, enough for John W. North. What are we, what are we doing today? <laughs> well, uh, Bill, on that note, you know, I asked you about apparel and things, and, and I didn't tell you this before the show, but I I, uh, I have something for you. Oh, Courtesy. Oh, no way. Yes, sir. Courtesy of the great establishment, Rio Hondo Prep. Wow. Here we are, Bill, your own lid. Oh, my God. With the Rio Hondo football logo on there, and it's kind of a... I yeah. don't wear hats anymore because of my... My bald head, there's no reason to. Well, you're going to have but to I now. Will, I will put this on right now. Yeah. I'm going to adjust it because, you know, I've got a fatter head than the, uh, <laughs> the, the pinhead uh, adjustment that was on there earlier. Oh, um, look at you. Look, look at you. Holy smokes. I look like Woody Hayes. You're like a special teams coach. Yeah. Uh, you well, know, a special ed coach. 
anyway, um, yeah, absolutely. Big thank you to Todd Carson. For, Todd Carson. For thank you. making that happen. Thank you, Todd. T Todd, when I go, you know, I went to, I had a little uh, day at the uh, desert last week, went down to did a little poolside activity. Okay. In Palm Desert at a, uh, a nice little resort hotel. And uh, I could have used that hat. And I will always have this in my car. When it's hot out, I'm going to put this on and, and uh, save my dome. And I could have used this last week. Okay. I got burnt like a son of a See, guy. Real Hondo just, just Real delivered. Hondo, for, we are here you're for you. There there, you're there when I need you. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> Todd Carson again, sir. Thank you. Thank you. RH. I love it. Real, Real Hondo, baby. We used to go to a bunch of Fullerton games and on the wall, they'd have uh, former All-Americans and it would always, you know, say the positions mm -hmm. and put it right, uh, here. Put put it it right, right there. here, front and center. Yeah. Yes, and it would say, um, uh, you know, RHP, RHP. And, and he, he jokingly always tell the kids, yeah, all those guys went to RHP, man. Those right-handed pitchers. So uh, no. <laughs> Real Hondo prep, they'll wear it proudly. And uh, yeah, tell you have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. That was an absolute surprise. I did yeah. not know that was coming. I Thank you. I did not tell him. Uh, man. So Bill, we have a, a lot of other things to get to today. We have three questions as of right now. And God bless uh, the people who do send in the questions. We know we hear from Margie. We hear from Will Tarico, uh, Maynard Bohorquez. Well, Margie's question. Let's start out with her. Let, let's go with because hers. that it's, is. I mean, this is a little dark, and we appreciate someone it, Margie. Who, Margie, you must be absolutely <laughs> insane with some of your questions. This one tops it. Okay. Without any further, you know, fluff. Here we it, go. This is from our good friend, Margie. Uh, hi, Matt. This is a random question for both you and Bill. <laughs> if you were on death row, <laughs> what would you want for your last meal? I told you it was random. LOL. Ciao, Margie. If I were on death row, the last thing I'd be I'd thinking about is what my last meal is going to be. Okay. But that's all you got, Bill, at that point. You know what? Give me a bowl of bowl of uh pus and a scab sandwich okay <laughs> that's I mean, at that point in time my yeah. god i mean i i don't know i don't know what i want i mean at the, you know you know you're gonna gonna you're it's the last meal before you die um you know i would let's see something okay here's what i want i want some raw meat mm. i want some some something that smells really really bad so when they do the autopsy and they cut me open the um the pathologist gets sick. How's that? Man, you're always giving. Let me, let me, if, if I'm going to have a shitty day, some, I'm going to pass it on. You want it? You want yeah. it? Yeah. Something that will make you regurgitate. <laughs> okay. So there. Something you're supposed to enjoy, Bill. You're supposed there. to enjoy the final, uh, yeah. you know, your final meal. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I mean, man, that would be, that's a tough one, Margie. That's a tough one. But uh, uh, in and out Burger is an easy one. Um, good slice of pizza would be would be cool too um but yeah i don't know that's probably where i would go is a big in and out burger animal fries margie i'm gonna beg of you to get some fucking therapy those, <laughs> her therapy is listening questions, to the show those questions if, if this is what's making you <laughs> questions like this watching then you need to watch oprah or you need to go and watch maybe sully jesse Raphael, or go back and and do some god i mean those questions my god no actually keep them coming keep them coming worst, the, worst, the worse the better why not the, that shows you how random they can be i mean we have had we've had uh bill if you were a woman questions we've had bill and matt be, if you I'd were on death row as a, as a question yeah. i mean all kinds of stuff so uh man let, let's try to go from there uh see where we can go um next we're gonna go to um 
Captain Maynard Bohorquez, our West Point graduate. Uh, and again, Bill, and you got to love how he addresses you. Have you or Mr. Barnes ever experienced this type of situation? And what do you look for? Uh, Maynard sent it a clip of a Tulane University pitcher being accused of using uh, pine tar and not just pine tar situations, but anytime you have a situation with, with uh, an alleged allegation of a pitcher using foreign substance, how do you deal with it? Bill, you've actually had this situation have, happen. So let us, how'd it go? Um, in my, I think it was my last year of umpiring, my last ever division two game. I'll say this it was a division two game. And for some reason, some reason, this game being broadcast from Point Loma University, they were playing Azusa Pacific, I do believe. And for some reason, this game was being televised on t- online nationally. Of course. You run into those national broadcasts all the and time. And I'm behind the plate. And no, I'm sorry. I'm working first base. I'm the crew chief, unfortunately, because all this shit always lands in the crew chief's lap. And the pitcher, it's just how small of a world and just how ironic <laughs> this is. Okay, let me paint this picture for you. Back in 1982, 83, whatever it was, I was a young cop in the city of Upland. I showed up to work my first night on the job after, you know, getting in the academy, blah, blah, blah. I woke, I walk in and there's this, um, my training officer who gives me this look like, are you for real? (laughs) Like, what are you doing here? You know, the old, you know, tough love thing. God bless him. He's a friend to this day, Marty Elliott. Marty Elliott, who he retired as a lieutenant from Upland PD. Um, this is night, like again, 20 some years ago, 30 some years ago now. Well, of all the tough love he did for me, the one, the four weeks I rode with him, things like not let me go in and eat with the guys, sit in the car and look at the penal code and study. Um, I kind of rolled a stop sign one night driving. He had me pull over. He got out a ticket book. He was going to write me a ticket. Um, you know, he called me to this day. He calls me boot boot barn. I he calls it. me boot. boot. You know? So all the tough, I mean, he, you know, but I got to say, he made me kind of into, you know, you know, made me a tougher, better human being and better cop. I, so I have to give that to him, but the kid pitching for point Loma was Steven Elliott. Steven. His son. <laughs> no kidding. So Steven is pitching. He left-handed little crafty guy threw a ball through the ball about 60 miles an hour. <laughs> And Steven is pitching for Point Loma. Um, he's shoving the bat right up Azusa Pacific's ass. Yeah. Okay. And finally, they, he had this little spot on the bill of his hat. And coach comes out and he goes to the plate guy. He goes, check him. I think here's some foreign substance going on. So, of course, as the crew chief, you have to come in and you kind of take over this thing. I looked at it and I'm thinking to myself, you know, for all the bullshit his old man did to me <laughs> way back in the day, I could really on national TV yeah. become a media star and he, I could put him in the, you know, in the, in the, you know, pine tar illegal substance hall of fame with this. I looked at it. It was dirt. It was no big deal. I said, it's nothing. Let's, let's keep going. So that was the extent of the, I mean, the buildup was a lot better did, than the actual. Did uh, you tease him on the mound or whatever? Because oh, no. Stephen knew. Stephen knew. Steven knows me. Absolutely, yeah. he knows me. He he looks at me and he's got these eyes that are about this big, <laughs> and he's probably thinking the same thing I am. He goes, "Oh God, you know, this Dad, why did you could do- be payback for yeah. the old man?" And Marty was watching on online, yeah. and I guarantee I called him after the game. I go, "Hey, hey, this is your boot. Guess what? I could have 
fuck you good. But I didn't, I took the high road and he's laughing. We're laughing about it. And, you know, and he's telling me, you know, that what the, what the announcers were saying, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was kind of a, a funny thing. And, and now I will say this, if, if the substance was in fact illegal, which I don't think Steven knows how to throw, he's not that sophisticated. Okay. <laughs> If it was, I would have taken action. I wouldn't have. Let, I wouldn't have taken a pass on it. Well, of course, got to enforce the rule, yeah. But it wasn't. And we all, you know, lived to see the next day, and uh, we all, you know, we all had, had a you know wonderful time, and everything was great. And you know, I called his dad, and we laughed about it, and uh, it was a funny. And his, I guess, Marty was telling the story. His wife Kathy probably knew the story too, and she was the most nervous one of the bunch. And she's saying, "I think Bill's going to get back at you now for this." <laughs> Look out! Here it comes. <laughs> but no. can't make this stuff up, no, man. No, it's That's just the way the the cards were dealt. And um, but again, back in the early '80s, if someone would have said, "Guess what? You know what's going to happen, Bill? Down the road, you're going to be a 59 year old guy umpiring a college game." His son, you can't again. No. You can't make this up. It's no. just the way life, you know, roots its plants out and the way the whole you know food chain takes over no that's right it's amazing yeah it, it, it is amazing i mean it, it shows you that there's uh probably a higher power out there somewhere right there's and, something out there that's 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 making things tick yeah yes i like that right. i like that a lot um and it's funny because i met marty he was a umpire in our i was teaching in a high school unit and marty was a high school umpire who was umpiring later in life bill started umpiring early in life and uh, he, he said, he, Bill texted me, Hey, there's this guy in your class, Marty Elliott, give him, give him some crap or whatever. And, and then we joked and he said, ask him about citizen Barnes. I asked Marty, he said, Hey Marty, I'm a friend of Bill's. He said, to ask you about citizen Barnes. And he just kind of chuckled. Have we told that story before? I think we have, but, but it's been at least over a year. We, right. we need to tell it. Okay. Real quick. I'll give the, I'll give you the quick story on this. This is fantastic. Okay. During my trials and tribulations and writing with Marty, <laughs> Um, we had a sergeant at the time, Thuvenel, Sergeant Marty Thuvenel, another Marty, who later became chief of Upland Police Department, became the city manager, became the fire chief. He, like like the king of bedspreads, Jerry or whatever his name was, those commercials, Marty Thuvenel was the king of Upland. Okay, let's just leave it at that. Now, so Thuvenel is a you know forward-thinking sergeant. One night we get a call of a... a um, uh, Hit and run Ooh. in the started how it in, somehow it ended up in the in the Montclair Plaza parking lot. So it, somehow it or the, the situation originated from Upland and the nexus to some for us somehow. But anyway, it's been so long ago. The vehicle was abandoned and wrecked in um, Montclair. So we all knew that this guy was filing a false police report saying that the car had been stolen and that he wasn't the one responsible for the, the, uh, the hit and run. Hmm. Yeah. So Thuvenel said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to dress your recruit as a citizen, put him in the back seat. We're going to drive by. And I want you to lean out of the car and go, Hey, that's the guy. That's the guy I saw driving the car. So I put my, put a t-shirt on. I put like a hat on, Unfortunately, it wasn't a real Hondo prep hat back then. <laughs> Who knows what it was? And we drive by, we have him out. They put the spotlight on. I go, hey, that's the guy, man. That's the dude that, that, that I saw driving. They go, 
thank you, citizen. And we drive off. Well, then the guy goes, okay, man, it was me. All right. Ah. So I was then known as Citizen Barnes. <laughs> that was my nickname after that. <laughs> now, the guys in, the, in our little holding tank in the jail, I'm back in my uniform and we walk into the station. I look at the guy and I go, hey, that's the guy, man. That's the guy that did it. And he flipped. What? He knew that he got duped. And yeah. He flipped. And it was kind of a uh, thing. And again, nothing illegal doing that. No, police you work, can, tricky you can, work. You, know? you can trick, lie, tr and, and be <laughs> deceive us, de be deceiving to the public in order to gain uh, for a good cause. Yeah. For a good cause. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, for so safety. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So the that, case. that's the story in a nutshell of how that came to be. And that's what he said. He relayed that to you that night, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. First time I met him. And I'm like, what? Oh, my goodness. So. That was a good time. Marty, Marty, uh, Elliot. Yeah, we love him. I said, we got to get him on the podcast. I need to hear stories from Marty. You know, Marty, about... you know, he's only a couple years older than I am. Okay. But you'd think he's 90 years old. <laughs> what do you mean? He hikes. And well, stuff. he hikes. He's old the... men hike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> old guys hike with their walking sticks and, you know, they, they, they attach a, a thermos to them and, you know, they got their, gu <laughs> their guide dog, their, their, their dog. That's what Marty's doing now. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, we love, see Marty, if Bill bashes you enough on here, then uh, we might, we might. It's only uh, good love, Marty. Oh, but, <laughs> but back to the question. Uh, and I umpired some games with Mar Marty can umpire and uh, very good umpire. Great. Ball very, strike guy. Oh man. Outstanding. One of the best in the Very business. good. Uh, back to Maynard's question regarding pine tar and kind of the procedure. What's what, what I think you have to do Maynard with umpires, in this type of situation and there's related issues as well there's not just pine tar there's guys using an illegal bat there's guys hey you have one toenail out of the batters or out of the coaching box whatever you, you have to make it clear to a coach who brings it to your attention um sure i'll check this i'll make this a an issue but i'll tell you right now uh you your team better fall in line completely uh, because if they ask me to check on your guy, which is likely to happen, uh, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. So be careful what you wish for, I guess, is the, is the comments I would say to, to coaches and things. But as far as pine tar it, and, and foreign substance, it doesn't happen that often. At least it's not detected that often. So, uh, but the procedure is if you do go to the mound, for instance, with a pitcher, you discover a foreign substance. Uh, it is an automatic ejection and um, and college. I'm not sure if you eject the coach too. It doesn't really matter, but the players eject. It. So, um, but yeah, procedure wise, there's not much more to say no. to that. Right. No. Uh, and again, Bill and I am part a long time and, and never didn't see it that often or hardly we ignored ever. it. So uh, we just got a question from John Lee from Oregon, John, Johnny, uh, also umpire related. He says, first off, great interview with, with Randy from Cal Poly. Did you hear? I did the interview did. with Randy, I by did. the way. I did. And what I did Randy's. is I texted him Randy Benton. and I said, I just in it. So this is how it ends. <laughs> and he got a kick at Eli and we chatted and, and it was a fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed that uh, our conversation with Cal Poly head coach, Randy Benton. If you haven't heard it already, go give it a listen on Friday, especially if you love baseball. Okay. Question for B2. He calls you B2. I like that. Bill Barnes, Bill squared, whatever. He says, I don't recall hearing. If he played ball back in the day, is it normal for ex players to become officials or do you see non players becoming officials? Curious what the mix is there. Yes, I played baseball. I played uh, four years of high school baseball. Um, you know, my senior year, I, I, I was on a team that had two major leaguers, Alvin Davis and a guy named John Hotchkiss, who had a cup of coffee with the Oakland A's. Uh, 
division one players. We had a, a pitcher named Rudy Torres who got, who went to the university of uh, Oklahoma. The guy had the best left-handed Bach pickoff move I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he stuck the bat up everybody's ass. He's a left-handed good pitcher. We, we were solid. We had a team that I thought that we should have won the CIF championship. We got to the semifinals and got beat by Mike Witt, former angel. Hmm. Um, he beat us one to nothing. The game took an hour and six minutes. Wow. And I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. So needless to say, my playing time, my senior year was kind of null and void. I, I was an extra, I was a late inning def- defensive replacement pinch runner. Although my pinch running career came to an end. Cause I went in long story short. I think I've told the story. Correct me if I'm, you know, shut me down a few for, <laughs> but I got, I went into pinch run late in the game for Alvin Davis. Okay. Wow. The great Seattle Mariner rookie of the year, 1984 in the major leagues. And we put on a, we put on a uh, double steal and yours truly uh, either didn't see the, the, the mm. sign mm. or I, I choked like a, you know, 90 year old trying to eat steak. I don't know what the deal was, <laughs> but I got, I was out and I was greeted with some absolute vile, most despicable comments from, from the coach who said, who just, you know, I got told. How Said I, things how you couldn't I, say today, yes, probably. <laughs> no, he would have been fired. And that's just the way it was back then. So I was pretty much just a defense, a leading defensive replacement. So anyway, yes, I did. I, I and, and having that time on the bench, you study the game. And most guys that, that are, you know, dog shit players become really good managers or very good umpires. <laughs> and in my case, I became, a, you know, fairly good umpire. Um, so yes. And then I, I dabbled a little in college playing and then mostly umpired and took off from there. And yes, I think having a knowledge of the game, knowing the game, being able to, um, you know, study the game within the game helps you as an umpire. Um, but there are some good guys that have, that never, you know, played the game that have worked. Yeah. Um, but you know, it depends, but I think it, it, it's an absolute advantage to have played the game just like it would be football especially basketball what's what's interesting um john is that with you know we 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 mostly do we'll talk baseball from a baseball standpoint but you know it, it's relatable in football basketball too is you know you you start out and you, you might go out there thinking oh i can do this as a player i've played baseball before i can umpire and and you learn real quick that it's it's different the things you would watch as a player uh or even do as a player, your reactions are different. Sometimes running towards the ball, you're running away from the ball. I mean, looking for the next possible play. Mm-hmm. So there's things you've got to learn, but I would say, Bill, I don't know how many major league baseball play umpires played baseball as, as in, in like college or beyond. Well, Laz Diaz played in the minor leagues. for the Okay. Days. Laz was a minor leaguer played. I think a ball. He played with an old uh, buddy of mine, Tommy Copeland, mm-hmm. uh, which Ramona high school, same age as me, him and Tommy were teammates in uh, the A's organization and Tommy loved the Mary Jane. And when I, I, I I teased Laz about it, I said, uh, did you ever see Tommy when he wasn't high? And he just kind of laughed and, and Tommy lives in Colorado now and, and uh, good good state for him, good state for him to be in. (laughs) And I'm sure he's, uh, you know, he's still, he's still him and Mary Jane still have a really good relationship and God bless him. It's, it's it's not illegal anymore. It's legal. So, Hey, congratulations, Tommy. Yeah. You know, I'm so, sure it's done with good with good purpose. Like when I was in the minor league, for instance, there was a couple of guys who had 
played double a baseball were now trying they, they wanted to stick around and try the umpiring thing and and had no experience and they were learning you know the nice thing and no experience is you don't have any bad habits you're you're learning from the ground up but i would say if, if i had to sum it up john most guys who umpire have played at some point most guys in the high school i would say um Kerwin Danley was an all-American outfielder at San Diego State. Yeah, yeah. Played uh, mm-hmm. a friend of mine, Ken Mort, played mm-hmm. uh, right before Tony Gwynn or with Tony mm-hmm. Gwynn, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's benefits to it for sure. Um, I, I would think it, it definitely benefited me and benefited yeah, the you. The biggest thing you had to overcome when you were making that transition from player to umpire is you can no longer think like a ball player. Mm-hmm. You no longer think like you cannot – be in awe of a great play you cannot be and show it you cannot be in awe you can't get caught up in a pitcher having a great game and help him you've got to be away from that mental aspect of rooting for the player rooting for a team you have to that is you're now a third team and you have to root for your guys and you have to root for yourself to be a good umpire not have that player mentality as far as um admiring a uh you know, a, a great play, you know, you can look at it for what it is. Great play. But the better play was the fact that he made the, he made the great play. And my partner at first base made a great call on the outcome. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to gear your mind for. You are no longer the fan. Yeah. Umpiring is, is a lot like, you know, you're prepared for the next play. So think of it this way, John, it's like the guy that backs up a base all the time. He's doing it. He's there's things umpires do that nobody notices unless something goes wrong. And if you don't do it, everyone's going to notice and be mad. So it's kind of like constantly backing up a base in baseball, unless the play is right at you, then you got to catch the ball or make the call in this situation. You, so. What you have to remember is nobody in the ballpark, nobody except for maybe your wife and or girlfriend who are there. And hopefully they're not sitting next to each other. <laughs> they're the only ones there that are watching you. Okay. <laughs> or your mother, or your dad, or your brother, or your sister, or your kid. They're the only ones watching you, okay? The kids aren't even watching. They could give two shits about you. But you have to understand, it's not about you. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. part of the of the production that makes the game work. I want to show up and get out of there. I, you know, some guys, there are guys who try to make it about them. I'm not going to say, say they don't, but I just wanted to get in and get out. I want it off the field. You know, I used to get pissed off, you know, when a young umpire, someone who doesn't get it, quite get it, would come in and say, look at me and they go, oh, it's the Bill Barnes show today, because you'd be working the plate. And I'd look at him and i go, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> it ain't the Bill Barnes show. I'm here to call balls and strikes and to get us in, get us out without any, without the, the house burning down. Yeah. Okay? It's not my show. Yeah. It is not my show. Tomorrow when you work the plate, it ain't going to be your show either. Yeah. Okay. Your only show is Wednesdays here at the get home safe podcast. Right. Uh, yeah. So great question, John, really good question. Um, because yeah, guys who coach guys who play go into coaching, but not all coaches were playing, you know, it's, it's, I would say majority of the guys who umpire eventually at some point play baseball. Yes. Um, but yeah, your, your mindset does change. Definitely. Uh, okay. Bill, another question from coach Tarico. Will fan favorite Will from the high desert. No, not, no. Will's not in the high desert. I he was. Kevin's is in the oh, high God desert. Oh, God damn. I'm, I'm, my apologies. Kev, Will, where does Will live? Will, I, well, he's from Covina. I think he's over that okay, way. Okay, well, wherever you're at, Will. Will from Points Unknown. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Bill said, okay, you're going to love this one, Bill. Uh, this is three-parted kind of. He says, God. what do you guys think of how Tony LaRusa handled the Yerman Mercedes 
3-0 home run. I don't think he should have thrown his player under the bus. So we'll touch on that first. Okay. And then he's let's, let's let's start with that. And then he has a few questions about specific unwritten rules. But let's Tony, talk about Tony. Tony LaRusso has got to understand the game's changed. The game has changed. Okay. This Yerman Mercedes guys, I've never heard of him, which tells me that he's probably not been tuned up on the unwritten rule of when you get a 3-0 pitch that's thrown about 55 miles an hour right in your power window regardless of the score you're going to swing at it if you hit a home run bully for you okay now i i think if you had 10 10 uh, opinions of guys that have been in the game for a long time you're going to get five on this hand five on this hand that say i have no problem with it five are going to say well it's kind of bullshit but tony as his manager should not have been as vocal and had and as like um and Speci- burned him in the press like he did yeah i thought he could you have know, been keep it in the clubhouse tony yeah we'll talk about it him and i'll discuss it you know we'll discuss it that's in house yeah. you yeah, know exactly. keep it there you know yeah but tony man you you've you know you're you're i mean some of the stuff you've done man i'm mean, granted your team's in first place and you you got a great record but dude yeah, what I are you doing now. Now, as far as the so his actions, will that's kind of what you're asking is is the actions that yeah, definitely the first part. Tony should have handled it differently. We both agree on that. Yeah, okay. I, I'm I'm fine with the direction he went as far as hey, this is how the game is, and even though it's changed, right? I get questions for everyone out there. Everyone's like, how could baseball be so up in arms and have these stupid unwritten rules? Well, I got to tell you, how come teams aren't pressing? Uh, in in the NBA when they're up 30 points. How come, uh, you know, you don't see Hail Marys being thrown when a team is up 30 points? Why is that? Can they do that? Is it, do they need to step back? Is it their job to do that? No, it's just kind of gamesmanship, sportsmanship. And that's one of the things in baseball that is kind of like, okay, understood. It's understood. That is why the, that those unwritten rules are in there. Now, if you're, if you want to watch a blowout and watch teams still pressing up 30 points and, fast breaking and this and that, well, then that says what you like or, or tossing hail Mary's when you're up 30, 40 points, throwing a lot. Why do teams pull their starters out of games typically uh, when they have a big lead? Cause they don't want them hurt. Right. Well, it's all kind of understanding, understanding that and not um, showing each other up. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. It was a position player for goodness sake. That was pitching. Yeah. yeah and which tells me they've, they've, they've pretty much, you know, sit in the white towel and maybe that's an argument for a mercy rule in baseball. I I, I would be okay. fine with that. Quite honestly, I, I would. I think a 10-run lead in baseball uh, in major Unless leagues, you're the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Then, and your then bullpen is going to fucking implode. Yeah. You know. So this ties into a question. But, like, uh, yeah, when you have a big lead, do you see guys stealing bases? I'll take it one step further. Not only are you seeing guys not steal bases, but a lot of times they don't hold guys on. And why is that? It's just an understanding. Oh, hey, he's not going to go anywhere. Or you go station to station. You got the bases loaded, base hit. You're going to hold the guy at third. Keep wheeling them. Come on, score. It's fun. Let's get more runs. It's more exciting. It's a new age of baseball. No, no, there's there's still, ah, man, this, this, we have developed into the society of just like, look at me, do everything you want. Being being, being gluttonous and, 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 and uh, everything is, is, it should be given to you. Yeah. It's just like, there's no respect anymore. And I know it's, you know, athletes and you do what you do, but we're starting to forget things and it's just, huh? well, yeah, yeah. We're starting right. to forget. Well, we so uh, here's a few unwritten rules that uh, will 
sent directly to us. Uh, don't swing at the first pitch after the pitcher has allowed back-to-back home runs. I'm honestly fine with that one. Um, I don't quite understand Unless that. Unless you're one. down a run still and you need that third run. Yeah. And he throws you a he throws you a dick high fastball that you could hit 480 feet. Yeah. If you're if you're you, you play to win the game. Yeah. If you're up by 10, if you're up by 10 runs or something, maybe, but um yeah, I'm not totally fine on that one. Uh this is a good one. Don't bunt during a no-hitter. What are your thoughts on that? I have thoughts. Uh it's zero zero. Or one zero or one zero. And uh, you've somehow there's been a walk, a stolen base, an infield ground out, and it's in the bottom of the eighth inning and you want to tie the game. You got to get on, find a way, find a way. Yeah. Um, And you're still being no hit and you squeeze, butt. yeah, either way you got to, I mean, you got to try to win the game. Yeah. And, and bunting is a, Bunting is the same thing as, mm-hmm. as hitting a ground yeah. ball th- up the middle. I if mean, it's eight nothing, correct. And it's the top of the ninth with one out, and you're being no hit, and you try to drag bunt with the first baseman playing back. That's bushly. That's weak. Yeah, that's bushly. Mm-hmm. Okay, situational. That's a situational question. I've given you the uh, the, the the Reader's uh, Digest, the Reader's yeah. Digest version <laughs> of the of the acceptable versus the non acceptable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got no problem breaking it up. No here. I would say. If it is four runs or less, because you want to get on, you want to get, you want to get on, get in that grand slam range. Uh, anything more than that, late. Now it's funny. A guy will break up a no hitter with a bunt in like the second or third inning. Mm-hmm. No one thinks twice about it. Right. But it's later in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, probably after five. But innings. here's the thing: I don't think you have to worry about that anymore because we know big leaguers can't bunt. No, it's it's it's, it's a loss. Ridiculous. Uh, okay, and then the final question: uh, Don't steal bases when behind by a large margin. Well, we just talked about that a little bit. If, if a team is is ahead by a lot, they're not even going to hold guys yeah. on. So why would you be running? It's it, it's again that res- that's probably what's going to happen next is it'll it'll develop into that where guys will just run freely, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't think you you do those things. No, you station just, to station, you, station to station. Because if you're down ten, yeah. you need ten. You know, baseball, believe it or not, used to be a gentleman's sport. Yeah, and, no kidding. You know, life used to be you know, safe and fun too. Yeah, exactly. And we've seen where that's gone. Oh yeah. So like, like society, baseball has gone to shit in some respects. That's what I'm saying. I think so, it's a, it's a very big, it's a very big tell with where we're at in society and uh, the, the, the crumbling of it a little mm-hmm. bit is, is definitely um, the, the same as kind of what's going on in society. I'm not trying to be extreme here, but it, those are my thoughts for sure. Uh, guys, great questions. Thank you so Except much. for you, Margie. Margie, we got uh, death row questions. We Good got God. I thought they... Suge Knight was in the house. Oh, death wow. row. Come on. Suge oh, Knight. Good Lord. Wow. Man alive, Bill. <laughs> um, before we get to, to a serious topic, I know you want to touch on, uh, we, we do have some more baseball news that I want to continue with. Uh, first of all, the great Joe West. Um, those of you, the cowboy Joe, some of you may hate him. Uh, I, I love Joe. Uh, I've been around a long time last night on Monday in Chicago with Tony Russo watching in the dugout, St. Louis at Chicago white Sox. Uh, Joe West tied the all time games worked record tied bill Clem with 5,376 games, uh, 75 games worked tonight, Tuesday night. Uh, Joe West is going to work 5,376 game surpassing the great bill clam. Joe West will be on the plate in, in Chicago, the white Sox, And, uh, it's, it's been talked about a long time, but 
Cowboy Joe Bill is finally going to be the all-time leader in games worked as of Tuesday night. Congratulations to Joe, man. He's been around, like I said, I think he said in the pre-show, if you were watching that, he's been umpiring professional baseball at the major league level since I was in high school. Okay. Wow. <laughs> 44 years. 40, next, next week will be, you know, next month, 44 years since I, you know, so I think it's 76 was his first year in the, in the major leagues. That's 45 years. Oh, that's 45 years of calling balls and strikes and lugging around a, 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 the ball bags. And, you know, uh, congratulations, man. That's a lot. Some people say, yeah, Joe's a control freak. It's all about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if great. But you still got to throw some congratulations his way for enduring the game, enduring it that long, plane rides, uh, ran, and all the rigors of the, the ins and outs of the travel. The game has changed over those 45 years, and he's stayed right there with it. Mm-hmm. Six World Series worked. He'll probably have, we'll have another one under his belt here soon. Um, yeah, has tied the most games worked. He's going to work Tuesday night on the plate surpassing the record. And I know a lot, you know, from uh, a lot of, we, we have some major league baseball friends, Bill, and you know, a lot of guys talk about, you know, you go into replay in in New York, you work the replay booth for a, a week or two at a time. Guys like Joe always wanted to be on the field because mm-hmm. he, he loves being on the field. Right. And uh, yeah, vacation to him is uh third base a, a penalty. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to go on vacation. He doesn't want to work the replay booth in New York. He wants to be on the field. Yeah. And, and God bless him, man. Yeah. I mean, there's a guy that can, you know, get up, get up at seven, seven o'clock in the morning, go play 18 holes of golf, come back to the hotel, shit, shower, shave, go to the ballpark, work 12 innings on the plate, not have a word said to him, have a couple of Bud Lights after the game and some cheap shitty hot dogs and do it again the next, <laughs> the, the next day. And there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. You know, or go, you know, wake up, call it you know, Oh, dark 30 to go jump on a plane and fly to the next place. It's just, it's just second nature. That's to him. just, it's in his DNA. He's that's, a road how, dog. that's, 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 the, that's the way he rolls. Yeah. And I respect him. And he takes care of his guys. He, he protects his guys, he I, does. his crew. He does. And he's an old school baseball guy. I've sat and talked to him. He told, he told the story about how he, he assisted the police in an arrest in San Diego back in like 1979. Wow. Some guy was running from the cops and Joe, tackled the guy and held him for him and you know joe's joe's joe man he he likes to hold court with a couple of bud lights and and tell you you know good good stories and and uh, he's a fun guy he is he is so nice uh so kind i suggested a a uh a little divey spot one time to a friend of mine who was working in uh, the major leagues working with joe and he said yeah the whole crew's coming and i was like oh well this isn't really a major league type of place but First thing Joe West said to me was, hey, did you choose this place? I went, oh, yes, I'm sorry. And he was like, no, no, this is great. He loved it. And yeah. the second night, the next night is when I met him. <laughs> and he was hold, he was in rare form that, you know, it was kind of a bikini bar type uh, <laughs> spot. And scantily clothed young chicks loved him. You know, that makes hope for a guy like me. Oh, you know, I don't, but I'm not Joe West. Well, you're, so. you're not Joe West. Uh, yeah, sitting there with the, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I don't remember any of that. Any yeah, of that well, I do. <laughs> Oh boy, but yeah, Joe West, congrats. Uh, Tuesday night. I know this is coming out Wednesday. Um, so last night would have been his record breaking. Yes, yes, hopefully. And that's hopeful that it didn't get rained out or 
you know, Tony La Russa, you know, decided to, you know, not show up and they didn't play the game or oh. something. Who knows? But if all goes well tonight, Tuesday, Joe will. Yeah. Surpass. And a lot of people have wanted Joe to retire, but he needs to get rid of Joe West. I get think he's going to go after this. You think he wanted the I, yeah, break. He the, wanted to be able to do that. He's pushing 70. And I think he's done. I think he'll be done. Man, but you can only play so much golf, man. After that, I mean, he he, he loves being around the game and being, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, it, it's crazy for me. Like when you talk to Joe West, you, you know who he is. You know he's a big time umpire in major leagues. But you almost are like, just hearing him talk, you're like, you almost forget that he's that. He's just one of the guys. He's just really. one yeah. of the guys. He's a regular dude. Yeah, you know, for working. Uh, you know, like we're working at, uh, you know, wherever. So uh, congrats. I'm working a game at Rio Hondo Prep. I'm just one of the guys. That's it, baby. That's it's another it. game. Uh, some other news in umpiring that we have to uh, to touch on. Uh, you know, we're we're still in not involved, but we we pay attention. Bill, we support umpires, and um, the big news came out. We're actually watching the SEC turn, or we have it on anyway. The SEC tournament, college baseball playoffs is upcoming. A lot of umpires have gotten their assignments, uh, and it has been announced who will be working the College World Series. And uh, eight umpires selected. I want to congratulate seven out of the eight. <laughs> um for their for their appointment and selection outstanding yeah yeah um, okay i hear you there there are two guys I really want to recognize mm-hmm. it is their first world series absolutely well deserved uh and that is ramon armanderas and jeff macias working there for and guys who are out here on the west coast jeff's in arizona i believe and, and uh, ramon is rambo's in, uh, in uh, beautiful inglewood california <laughs> graduate of santa monica high school a, a, a friend of mine who i've spent um you know couple evenings with on occasions and just a great great human being and mm. i'm very happy for Ram- his nickname is rambo i'm very happy for rambo outstanding achievement you know he had major league baseball time yeah he, he was an up and down guy and 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 had uh, big league experience and it shows he's just a great guy and all the best to him he will do a fantastic job in uh omaha uh, as will jeff yes macias he jeff was triple a guy right yeah yeah jeff outstanding umpire great job level head just like rambo congratulations the two new additions to the crew this year um out, solid choices macias probably has the best sideburns in baseball would you say hey, oh, his nickname he's a big elvis fan and it shows <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the, yeah ramon is just the most humble guy ever and and you would never know he's he's been where he's been he's just so helpful funny likable guy good oh, yeah. family guy has a young son now about four or five, mm. um, you know, down there in, uh, you know, in, in the LA area, he's got his own transportation company doing very good. I actually worked for him. Um, I'm not going to go into detail what happened one night, oh. but uh, I worked for him That's right. during the 17 world series or was it the 18, 18, 18, 18. And, um, had the, I was lucky enough to, to drive for him and, and great guy to be around great guy to be with as is jeff and congratulations to both of you guys i spent some time with jeff down in uh it was either manhattan beach or redondo he was there to work at ucla or usc i was working at at lmu we got together one night and had some uh you know we we, we studied the penal or studied the studied the rule book and 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 uh shared some apple cider and had a wonderful time outstanding yes great, great great selection guys uh, you'll do fine. Yeah, we'll be watching for sure. And uh, yeah, six of the eight guys are West Coast guys. Uh, that you have two crew chiefs in the World Series, or a crew chief and assistant. Both of those guys, West Coast guys. So uh, yeah, no one 
no one watches baseball to watch the umpires, but uh, Bill and I will be watching for sure. Uh, checking out those guys in the uh, middle of June is the uh, middle of June and the college world series bill will be at a hundred percent capacity. None of this limited stuff. Outstanding. Way uh, to as go. it should be. Um, I, I hope the umpires are able to be maskless, not have to wear the face coverings because you know, there's a mi- big protocol this year with that. You, you get tested before every game. Hopefully, you know, they've been vaccinated or they've, they're immune from it, whatever the case may be. Um, <clears throat> And, and do it let's do it right yeah i mean it's going to be a kind of like a bubble i guess one site so you know i mean you're to and from yeah, the you're going to tell me you're going to keep jeff Hendricks in a bubble <laughs> come on let's not let's not get stupid yeah jeff will be out partying <laughs> doing his thing working the games and god bless him jeff you go every year i don't know how you do it well he's from nebraska right, right. so he goes, yeah. he goes there. jeff is the the the, the uh, he's the he's the resident um, umpire in chief even though he's not and Jeff, <laughs> you're not going to keep that guy in a bubble. No, he, he, he's the, he is, um, <clears throat> he's his own man and does what he wants and gets away with it. And God bless you, Jeff. Hey, hey, uh, hey, absolutely. Uh, God, God bless all the uh, umpires there. And uh, yeah, congrats again on the, uh, the assignment. Uh, you know, we got, we got Katzenmeyer, great, great guy, Trav. Uh, Mattingly, Mattingly from Arizona, Katzenmeyer, Arizona, Macias, Arizona. You know, where are we going with this? Uh, <laughs> Ramon is a SoCal guy. Um, a couple of, there's a Michigan and a Michigan guy. two Michigan guys. Again, Perry Costello. He's got, he's got a permanent locker He's on a permanent thread to Omaha. <laughs> Mike Morris, who's becoming an, uh, a guy that goes there a lot. Yeah. Have we missed anybody? I don't know, Bill. And if we have, tough shit. We're not going to mention him. <laughs> Let's move on. From, Let's move on from baseball stuff. Let's talk about some uh, some. Uh, well, let's transition here to a rather serious subject, Bill, that you <clears throat> wanted to talk about today. So, uh, well, I, I don't want to, you know, ex, you know, you know, just keep keep banging a, a, an ugly drum. But you know, the the young man, the young little kid, six years old, five years old, whatever he is, six, I believe. Uh, killed in the back seat of his mom's car on the 55 freeway Friday morning. Um, evidently, there was a little road rage involved, and the person who felt that they were violated uh, decided to put a round, a bullet into the trunk of the car in which the young man was riding in, and the bullet uh, went through, somehow found the car seat he was in, entered the car seat from the rear, and went through the kid's stomach, killed him. Oh. Um, How old was this kid? Six. Oh my goodness! And of just a sad thing that didn't, it shouldn't have happened, didn't have to happen. Um, I'm as guilty as anybody, probably more than anybody on the road, as far as road rage goes. I don't, cut, I don't cut people off, and I don't drive, and I certainly don't shoot at people. Let's put it at that. But I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest guy to throw, uh, you know, f bombs at people when I pass them because they do stupid shit and I get pissed off and that's my way of, of, of venting. And I shouldn't do it because one day that could be me, mm. you know, gosh, you never know. I could be the next guy that takes one in my, in my melon and I'm, you know, out of capacity for a while, but <clears throat> there has to be, I mean, everybody has guns now. Yeah. Right. Wrong or indifferent. Everybody has, guns. whether it's legal or not. Right. And which tells you something, <laughs> you know, we got to stop this madness as far as, you know, the freeways are packed again. It took me, and this is criminal. It took me three hours and five minutes yesterday to get from 
near LAX to my home in Rancho Cucamonga. 4.05 p.m. I left and I was home at 7.10. You got to pull over, Bill. You, Four, I, you got to find a, a cold 4.05 soda. to 7.10. No. no. I was absolutely livid. Wow. Tell me. I damn near probably could have walked fast. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I mean, and there was no wrecks. There was no sig alerts. It was just too many fucking people on freeways. There wasn't a lot of craziness. It was just a lot of volume. Wow. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? Bill, pull over, get a drink. I mean, you can't, you can't sit in that traffic. You, you, oh, that's, that's unhealthy. <sighs> I was about to lose my mind. Yeah. Well, unfortunately. And then I, I I thought back to, you know, I'm thinking, you know, Bill, you're alive. You know, you're, you're breathing. Just, just suck it up, you know, and, and, and get home and, mm-hmm. and try not to piss anybody off. You know, when we were going too slow, we couldn't, it's hard to piss somebody off at five miles an hour. Okay. <laughs> so again, it, you know, it, you know, I feel for this kid. There's a, there's a reward out now, which tells me that they, they got nothing. Oh, they, they haven't found the guy. Oh, no. Oh, he's oh, at no, large. No, no, Where have you been? I, do, I Sorry, I've been around a podcast. Bill. Where have you been? Holy smokes. I can't believe you haven't heard this. Anyway, no, it's, it, the, the shots came from what they're describing as a white VW Jetta station wagon. I didn't know they made such a thing. Oh, wow. But um, with all the Caltrans cameras, cameras at off-ramps, cameras from dash cams on vehicles, both, both going north and south, I'm hoping something is going to break loose and a car can be identified and then, and then I, I identify who the drivers are, passengers are from there. Hopefully maybe the reward money will, will motivate someone to turn this person in or, or if you are that person, and I know they're probably not watching this, but if for some freaky reason they are, turn yourself in, man. Yeah. Turn yourself well, in. It, you're not going to, it's not, premeditated murder by any stretch of the imagination so it's not first degree it can, i don't it, think so it can be second degree right it certainly can okay now you are responsible for whatever you know if you decide to crank around even if it's in the air or in the ground yeah or here or there you're responsible for that round okay and in this case it, it, it killed a young kid and a complete innocent victim okay and i'm not saying this is the case but even if the driver of the car was the most irresponsible jackass in the world mm-hmm. Is it fair to punish the six-year-old kid in the back seat for this? Hell no. You know, I always say, if you want to settle your road rage, pull off the freeway, get out of the car and just duke it out. Go. Go. Fight. Okay. Tough guy. Be 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 tough tough guys. Fight. Okay. But don't, but don't involve innocent people. No. The fuck's wrong with you? You know, come on. That is. Be a man about it or a a woman about it or whatever about it. Get out and duke it out. Yeah. All right. And be done with it. you know, brush yourself off and go on your merry way. I'm not advocating <laughs> violence, okay? I'm just saying there's other ways to resolve this. Sir, first of all, you know, try to have a, a level palm head when you're driving. You know, listen to some, you know, Coast 103 or something, <laughs> you know, or talk radio or whatever floats your boat or, you know, you know. Get off the road. That, that would be. Yeah, come on. I mean, it, 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 it's terrible. And let's, I just hope that, that the person responsible is, is, is brought forward and we get them off the street and we, you know, get some justice for this kid um, and the family, you know, that's a, that's, you know, that's just a tragic event and, and um, you know, it shouldn't have happened. 
no let's let's eliminate this from the future no absolutely yeah i mean if if for those of you that haven't driven in southern california don't but you know it, it is chaos out here at times and it's just something that um it, yeah if you if you don't go into it the right mindset you will lose your mind so and i was losing my mind yesterday i mean three hours and five minutes to go 60 miles 60 miles Come yeah on. what are we doing yeah you know let's let's you know when let, let's close the roads close the on-ramps at certain times of the day you know <laughs> do something Limit. there's gotta be there's gotta be a, you know but but we're talking los angeles county and they can't even extinguish homeless encampment fires or put a stop to that because they're too goddamn lazy inept and stupid to do that mm -hmm. so i'm asking way too much yeah of course you are of course you are bill yeah, uh, i'm asking do your job <laughs> do your fucking job and start start governing a city that used to be a good city and a lot of the la natives that live there now the folk native uh, angelinos as garcetti calls them are, are fed up and tired of the bullshit yeah they really are because the homeless have taken over they're, they are there. They have all the rights now. They do what they want, when they want, how they want. They get beachfront property free in a, in a tent and do it. And believe me, folks, these people do not want handouts. They do not want a, a, uh, a roof over their head. They want to live the way they're living, carefree, with not, a, with not a, a care in the world, and have no one tell them what to do. That's just who they are, and that's the way they want. So the only thing you're going to have to do to combat this, and people forget, there used to be vagrancy laws mm -hmm. in this country. If you're a vagrant, you go to jail. Now, I've said time and time again, I know we, we're, we're short on jails. I get it. Go out in the desert and build some, mm -hmm. okay? Take the money. That create you some jobs. That sounds like creating jobs to me. Yeah. Create, okay. Be, build and, some and, jails. Okay. These people do not want the buildings that you're building for them. Build them a jail. And put their asses in there. Maybe a jail without bars or you want, yeah. Bars. I don't give a shit. <laughs> bars, no, put, put them somewhere. Get them away from me. Okay. <laughs> when I walk on the beach, even Newport now. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm being harassed by these goddamn bums. I don't want that. I'm a tax paying good fucking citizen here. Okay. All right. I don't want to be bothered by these fuckers. I don't. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like. I mean, I, I, I feel bad one time I screwed with a homeless guy. <laughs> it was Christmas day. I, I was my, I had my young kids with me and my wife at the time. Oh boy. And I drove by this guy and he was in a, like a, a Lucky's store parking lot. I go, Hey, Hey pal. I go, uh, it's Christmas. How would you like a couple bucks? How about a couple bucks? And he goes, he turns around. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes I'm broke or I'd give you some. <laughs> And I drove off. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a warped mind. That's a homeless Bill Barnes guy. And uh, I was, you know, chastised by my children. I was chastised by my wife, and I was called everything but a. But I was told everything but Merry Christmas. And you know, anyway. I, I was I was once. Uh, you know, I give a few bucks here and there. You know, every, here every now and then, and. I was with some friends one time. Freddie still reminds me of this, that I said that, uh, Obama was uh, president at the time. And, uh, you know, he was all about hope and change and all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy was kept asking me, he kept pestering us for money. And I 
you know, may have not been in the greatest frame of mind. I turned to him, I said, hey, Obama's got your change. Leave me alone. So that was a little insensitive. I was reminded that I said it. And uh, I try not to mock homeless people, Bill, uh, like you do. Well, but you know, the, the real homeless, the real ones that are down and out, accept help. They accept the housing. They make their life better. They use the handouts to better themselves. Yeah. Okay. And they pay it forward. These, these degenerate fucks that live the way they live have totally given up on life. They're, they're, they're sucking my air and they are choosing to be vagrant. They're choosing to be degenerate. They've got mental issues or whatever their issues are. They are choosing to do what they're do to fuck up good people's lives. Okay. I draw the line there. Yeah. I think what people look at is they look at the, the exception instead of the majority, like you're saying the majority uh, of these people that I see, that is typically the case. You don't see many out there who are they striving. Don't live, they don't no, want to live. They don't no, want to no. have rules. No, 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 no. There's yeah. no rules when you're homeless. Mm-hmm. You do what the fuck, when you want, how you want, and, and to who you want. And the city of Los Angeles is enabling them to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, the mayor must be busy. I don't know. There must be other big issues that uh, need, need, uh, need working on first. I don't know. What does the mayor do? What does what does Garcetti do every every day, every week? I, I I can't tell you. Nothing gets fixed. Nothing. Do something. I don't care what it is. Do how about one thing? Do something that we can all see and be like, okay, that was fixed. You ever notice that? He likes to show up at places and take credit for shit that he didn't do, mm. such as. They opened up a wing of the of LAX yesterday, the Tom Bradley terminal, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. He had nothing to do with that. He becomes a spokesman for the city and tries to take credit for the good things. He is a phony, just like the governor's a phony, just like we're going to tra- transition now into our beloved vice president of this country, who's a fucking phony from the word go. Mm-hmm. I think now people across the board have gotten their fill of one Miss Kamala Harris, okay? She is an empty suit, an empty suit. She's got an empty head. She, college graduate, law degree, okay? Um, you know, we all know there's a bunch of goofball lawyers out there that, that passed the bar, okay? She probably cheated, no doubt in my mind, because... You know, she's had sponsors in her life. You know, she she got into the game by by you know um, performing fellatio with uh, with Willie Brown, and, and amongst other things. So that was her ticket into uh, the Wild West of California. Um, I saw that she was once uh, Montel Williams, you know, side piece. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Um, you know, that, if that's what the Democrats have manufactured to be. Vice President of the United States, well, that shows you what problems that party has, A, and what problems they have bestowed on this country with her. What is and it? And they have finally realized we got to keep Biden alive. We got to keep him somewhat, um, you know, conscious because she's next and we what, do not want her. What makes you say that? Because we, we, uh, we, uh, you know, alleged for a long time that that was kind of the plan. Biden would be pushed down and she would take the reins. Uh, what what is making you kind of change because your thought? She was put in charge of the border crisis and has done nothing. Does she know where the border is? Has she gone down there? I don't. Maybe she has now. It took a while. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she really knows what's up. Um, she 
it's incredible, you know, how inept she is. She's asked serious questions and she laughs. That's her way of dealing yeah. with it because she can't answer the question because she doesn't have the, the mental makeup to do it. She, she's a zero. She's a empty, empty, empty skull. Do you have a recent example uh, besides the border or, or something you heard? I mean, you're saying they're kind of hiding her now. She's uh, because quite honestly, I don't think you, as far as vice presidents, she, you don't need them around. Really, no, really, you don't. And no longer do you see her standing in her pantsuit behind Biden anymore at, at, <laughs> at when he's out at, at, at the mic. You no longer see her in the same geographic area that he's at. Uh, they're not traveling together anymore. He's making appearances without her. And they're starting to put her in the, in the, in the backseat a little bit because they know, they finally realize this, this gal is just a, a, an, an empty suit. Yeah. And I mean, granted back in the day maybe when she was up and coming and using her uh her position and her you know sultriness to get ahead you know you probably had a lot of takers but now you know sooner or later you gotta you gotta be able to uh you know operate the machinery and she can't (laughs) she cannot yeah i mean let's i mean and finally you know people have gotten the, the 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 411 on her which is zero, zero, zero across the board. Well, you know, anytime you hear what's been interesting with this administration is anytime you ask people to talk about, Hey, give me good things about Joe Biden. People just want to talk about the previous administration. You say, Hey, what's the deal with the Kamala Harris? Talk to me about her policies, what you like about her. It's like, well, she's, she's a woman. She's the first woman vice president. It's like, there's nothing of substance that's ever brought up. It's 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 a typical kind of thing that the, the kind of left does where they just kind of throw out names or like they, they create the language. They they manipulate she, things. For for so long, she badmouthed Joe Biden as a as a racist, as a bigot, as as someone who was just what what was wrong with America. And now all of a all of a sudden, you know, she's eating the corn out of his shit. <laughs> Okay, what, what does that show you about a person? If she was truly a, a person that believed in what she said, she wouldn't have accepted the vice president role. Mm-hmm. She said, no, no, I, I'm going to keep what, doing what I'm doing and I'll, I'll get it on my own. But no, no, she took the easy way. She took the, and because she was there, she was put there by the political pundits that backed Biden. Biden that wasn't his choice, I guarantee you. Joe Biden did not want her, I guarantee you. That was she was put there by his people, by his handlers, by the Democratic supposed uh, brainchild, which now we know is brain dead. Yeah. Well, let's talk about more uh, terrible leaders here. And uh, this is something I saw and just rolled my eyes. Doesn't surprise me at all. And I want to make one thing clear. I, I, I have no problem with people going out to bars, to restaurants, to just living life. I have no issue with that. What I do take issue with is when people lecture me or you or anyone about how they're supposed to live, where they can and can't go, and then they go do it themselves, a.k.a. Nancy Pelosi, a.k.a. Uh, Gavin Newsom. Uh, uh, I don't know if a.k.a. is the right word. No, a.k.a. is the wrong word. a.k.a. is the wrong word, a.k.a. Uh, also known as. Example. For example. For example. Man, see, I need more coffee. Uh, Michigan governor. Gretchen Whitmer. There's another empty suit. Oh my goodness, has has been one. Well, she's of, not even good looking. No, no, not at all. Uh, she has been extremely, uh, um, you know, just totalitarian in in her running her state. 
you know, very much telling people they can and can't go to bars and things. And of course she goes to a bar this weekend. She traveled outside the state, all the things she said are, Hey, you're not allowed to do. Uh, she then did. So again, a lack of consistency and it's not about safety or any of those things, because if it really was, they wouldn't be doing these things, call them hypocrites, call them whatever, but they wouldn't you know, be doing you know, these things. Live if- by the sword, die by the sword. It's just too bad that sword didn't dig deeper. <laughs> <laughs> taking pictures just smiling like oh look at me guys no, no big deal uh it drives me nuts again i have no issue with people going out and no, doing things but if you're gonna tell me i can't you better not yeah you better be in your basement and 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 doing a, a facebook live for all your news conferences or something than then sit there and, and tell me how unsafe things are so uh bill california is opening up allegedly i believe it when i see it oh, it's gonna open yeah And it's going to open whether, uh, you know, leaders want it to or not. People are fed up with this stuff. (laughs) And and people don't realize around the country just how bad California has been. And and us Californians don't realize how bad our state is compared to other places, uh, you know, around the the country. So June 15th, allegedly, (laughs) Major League Baseball, the Angels, the Dodgers, they're going to have full capacity at their state. Of course, they're going to be wearing masks. Yeah. Well, it's, you know. It's, One way around that, I mean, I have no interest in going to a major league game now at all. I really don't. I don't want, I, I don't get the pro, the baseball is a bad product right yeah. now. I don't care to go and watch a game. But if I was, guess what? I would have a empty beer can in my hand. <laughs> the mask would be off. And if somebody gave me, I'd say, I'm drinking. Yeah. You know, or maybe have a full beer can. I don't yeah. Know. Get another but one. I have something there. I have my prop and I would not be wearing that fucking mask. No, 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 no. Well, I, I think like a lot of places, allegedly, they're saying, if, hey, if you don't, no mask mandates, if, if okay, if, you know, well, yeah, my, but I have a very, very dear friend in Sierra Madre, my good, my good friend, Mia tells me she'll believe it when she sees it. Should we have a bet going? I told her, I said, the masks are slowly going to come off June 15th. She goes, no, they're not. No way. People are too, you know, okay. If Stater Brothers says you don't have to wear a mask anymore and Ralph says you do. Guess where I'm going? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So just by the competitive nature of this, and believe me, these people don't give two shits about you getting sick. <laughs> all right. They want you to go in there and buy their product. Mm-hmm. They will eliminate the rule. I think it would be a great experiment to say, hey, who's going who's yeah. to not have masks and Look, who isn't? I think if you want to wear a mask and stay in your basement forever, do it. That is your God-given right. Because I don't want to see those kind of people. <laughs> all right. I don't want you to get in my way. Stay the fuck home. Mm-hmm. Keep your mask on. Drive it in your car with nobody in the car. Do it. Do it, please. You know, dress like a goddamn mummy for all I care. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever knocks your socks off, do it. But don't expect me to live your ludicrous lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it is crazy to, to uh, it's not like <laughs> all these different states and you look around and it's like, some people want to be afraid. You want to be terrified. Some people will wear, wear the mask forever and go right ahead. As Bill just said, go right ahead. It's totally fine. But this whole mandate, this whole crippling of the economy and things, it has to stop. I mean, people need to go about their lives. And, uh, you know, I, I went to a place uh, on Sunday, Bill stopped in real quick. And, you know, people, I don't know, it was uh, the big sign on the wall said, this is a peaceful protest for all uh, local businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, no masks were in there, people. It looked normal. If if they if the, if if all these uh, you know um, social distancing guidelines go away, the masks go away, and they're going to leave it up to individual pl- people or places or businesses, you're going to see that the thing's going to it's going to go away. Now, 
because the CDC and the county people have said that masks should still be worn in large gatherings, 5,000 or more indoors or outdoors, you should still wear, then they're going to be bound by that. And they're going to say, okay, you got to wear a mask, like Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium, um, the, um, you know, sports arenas in LA and, and, and whatever. They're going to, you're still going to have to do that. And I guess they're still going to make you either show proof of a vaccine or proof that you've been tested to enter the arena. I don't, I don't think that's, that's going to, I mean, the whole proof vaccine proof. I mean, where that's, that's where I heard, you know, mask mandates. Hey, if you've been vaccinated, no mask required, but you're not going to check for, mm-hmm. for vaccination. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll slippery see. slope. There's I see this whole thing within two or three weeks at the most after June 15th, I think by July 4th, we're going to be right back to the, the way America used to be as far as celebrating those. I'm, we're definitely going to be back to the way they used to be. That's a long way coming. But as far as celebrating big crowds, fireworks, barbecues, beer, ice cream, apple pie, and hot dogs, I see July 4th as being a, a real coming out for uh, the, the red, white, and blue. Oh, I, I agree with you. And it's going to be uh, a part. Remember last year, how many, uh, they said, Hey, no, no, no 4th of July celebrations. We saw how that worked it looked out. Like world war three. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's and, and again, I've said this all along and, and in regards to vaccines or masks, if you're vac, if you're vaccinated, what do you care if I am? If you're I vaccinated, I'm sitting this close to you. You're safe. You're safe. You know, and you I know have, you could have, you could have, uh, you know, um, um, you know, the black plague. <laughs> and, and if I'm not going to catch it, I don't care if you got it. And on the flip side, if, if you wear a mask, if, if a mask works, why do you care if I'm not wearing one? You're safe. I am. You know, and people who are one safe. of the two people to be, to That's be it. in the, in, you know, covered just, and, and you're fine let's let's look at logic here let's break it down that way you know if you want and again if you want to wear a mask do your thing please you want to please get, wear a mask yeah <laughs> go ahead <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere but it's time to open up and stop limiting people please stay in your basements keep stay off the freeways to keep yeah. peace of mind okay <laughs> well bill uh one well less than a week uh we have uh memorial day on monday which is you know, I, I, to me, that's always the, the unofficial start of summer, really schools are usually out and it's uh, barbecues and hot dogs and all that great stuff. Um, and then July 4th, it's kind of that midway point, but as far as Memorial day coming up, uh, what does that holiday mean to you? Uh, just as far as looking at our, all of our veterans who have given so much the people who are no longer with us. I mean, I, I think it gets lost in the whole concept of everyone being off on a Monday, but it's a pretty important holiday that I'm, I'm glad we, we celebrate here in America. It, it, it has become um, kind of a, for, a afterthought as the years go by. And I think it's very important that we show, I mean, that's why we're still, I don't know for how much longer, we're still able to walk free. We're still able to have some sort of freedom to do as we please in this country, as far as having, you know, the rights that we have. And it's because of the American veteran. It's because these guys at age 17, 18, you know, uh, strapped it on and went overseas and fought for us. I can't for the life of me, see that ever happening with 17 and 18 year olds we have now. My God, you'd have to have some mother to change her diaper for them. Yeah. And put a bottle in their fucking mouth. There are some kids that do it, but to have a a big bulk of people like that, there's no way here in America today. Oh my goodness. No, we've all got a bunch of, you know, LeBron James's where you're little bitches. And, you know, you can't uh, stand up and, 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 and be proud of your country 
and be proud of, of um, you know, what you're going to make it. You know, you're, you're, everybody has been given, you've got this sense of entitlement given to you. And LeBron can't help it. Because ever since he was 17 years old, he had this sense He's been of worshipped, yeah. He's been worshipped. That's why when he violated the league's policy the other night on the, on the COVID protocol. Oh, yeah. We're, hey. What happened? Nobody's going to touch him. Like <laughs> Charles Barkley said, the NBA is afraid of him. You know, and, and I love Chuck, man. Chuck's great. Chuck says, what do you want to have, like a, it is. We'll have a, a whiskey with Chuck sometime? I would drink lemonade with him, whatever he wants, <laughs> and just to talk to him and, 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 and just see that, that side of him that tells it like it is. Yeah. You know, um, he's, he, you know, and he's right. The NBA, they're, they're, you know, David Silver's afraid of Adam, of Adam, is it David, Adam Silver? Adam Silver. David Stern was the, okay. The Adam <laughs> Silver. You know, the skeletal looking guy. It looks like he could be Barbara Ferrer's son oh, from the, the, the doctor from the fake doctor from LA. But anyway, um, her husband or brother or whatever, you know, he, he's, you know, LeBron runs that league. Mm-hmm. LeBron is, you know, he's, you know, he's above it all. He's got some purple hearts to his name too. I, he's taken some, you know, here's oh my he, goodness. He, he twisted his ankle the other night. And he was oh. on the, he was on the deck for 80 seconds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, squirming around like a little bitch. Um, Kevin, uh, Kevin, um, uh, Pilar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, gets hit in the nose and the face and br- breaks his orbital bones and my fastball starts right? bleeding at, at, from a 94 mile an hour fastball to the face He's on the deck for 15 seconds and gets up and walks it off. So, you know what, LeBron, you're a bitch and you need to stand <laughs> up one of these days. Toughen up for goodness sake. I mean, big, bad, tough guy. And you know what? You really. Several people that have a set of testicles on them, unlike yourself, have called you out and you have not responded. No, no. Kind because of, you don't have to. We just get a media you worshiping him. Blow yeah. your mouth off. And not have to, not have to, you know, be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Do things that other players in the league can't do, and you're not held accountable. You know, so I fin- I finished a great book last night, Bill. It's from uh, Clay Travis. The uh, he's, he's Fox Sports Radio. He's all over the internet. Great guy. Great. Um, he uh, he wrote this book called Republicans Buy Sneakers Too, and it's the famous Michael Jordan quote. Uh, but he goes in t- in depth into how. Uh, the left-wing sports media has kind of ruined sports and transitioned sports to be this activist thing. Really well-written. I enjoyed every page. And it was funny in summing it up. He said, uh, you know, he's a guy who voted for Obama twice. He's worked on Al Gore's presidential campaign. He's pro-choice anti-death penalty and, uh, and for gay marriage. And he's not liberal enough. He's, he's called this, vast conservative in sports media he's too conservative for sports media and he's like that's the problem right there the 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 leftist sports media is so far left that they can't even take a a guy who's who's centrist and be like that's the media period i know i know it's crazy whether it be entertainment media whether it be political the political media the uh, tough on crime there's no tough on crime media the media period (laughs) The media period wants us to be, um, you know, uh, marching the goose step to the Russians. Okay, that's that's their plan is to have us, you know, live like Yugoslavians. I, I firmly believe this, Bill, that I think a lot of media members and people on the far left, I think 
they despise holidays like Memorial Day and Independence Day. I truly do believe that. In my heart, I believe they look at the American flag and all they see is terrible things. And they think, oh, we honor veterans and people who've been killed Absolutely. too often. I, I truly, in my heart, believe that. I agree that. with you. And I think um, if, it was, if it was up to them, they would rename Memorial Day, George Floyd Day. Oh boy. Just, you know, honor yeah. that. Yeah, that is- uh... Hey, he's, he, his family's being welcomed to the White House. Really? Oh yeah. Is that today? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> probably, Bill, <clears throat> excuse me, back to Memorial Day as we wrap up here. Um, yeah, I, I am truly grateful for so many people that have come before us uh, that paid the ultimate sacrifice because yeah, there were so many people in uh, countless wars and conflicts that have <clears throat> paid the ultimate sacrifice. And a lot of them knew they were going to die, which is crazy to think about mm -hmm. that, you know, guys on landing crafts and mm -hmm. jumping out of planes, mm -hmm. they knew they were done for, mm -hmm. but they did it anyway. So, mm -hmm. and then, and then we look at our lives like are so difficult. Um, and we complain about every little thing now. And it's just, it's truly telling. I wish there were more Memorial days throughout the year where we could kind of reflect and uh, you know, think of, uh, think of the past as well as uh, what's upcoming for all of us. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Well said. Well, have a happy Memorial Day weekend, Bill. Any plans? Are you working? I don't know. No, you don't know yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I live the life of a secret agent, man. You know, <laughs> one day at a time. One day at a time, <laughs> yeah. indeed. Well, anything else, Bill? As we get around third and home safe. Uh, look for your on deck guy to tell you whether to slide or stand up. <laughs> if he's there where he's supposed to be, another lost start of baseball. I don't see on deck guys doing that anymore. Well, that requires like thinking and effort. You can't expect both of those. Yeah. That's why baseball is a bad product now. Yeah. Little shit like that. It's you know, no longer. It's all about, you know, who can hit the ball farthest, how many no hitters we can get. Celebrate. It's all bad about flip. Personal accolades. You know, personal. How about, a, how about a team aspect? What a team? Team? I know. That's a team. No, no, no. It's uh, about as individual as it, as it comes. So, uh, Bill, great show today. I, I really enjoyed it. A lot of baseball talk, a lot of, uh, other stuff going on. And, and, uh, again, congratulate to seven, congratulations to seven out of the eight uh, jump <laughs> series umpires that are, uh, are, have been selected. Did we get everybody? Let's see. Oh boy. Let's see. Let's do it one more time just to make sure we've congratulated all seven. Uh, Mike Morris, Jeff Henricks. Travis Katzenmeyer, Steve Manningly, Ramon Armendariz Rambo, and Jeff Macias. And you got Katz, you got Katz uh, Henricks. Oh, uh, our friend from Michigan. Our friend of your friend. You <laughs> Perry, I've worked with Perry Costello. Perry Costello. Seven guys. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Well deserved. Uh, a lot of you have been there once or twice or three or four or five times. God bless you. For those of you, uh, uh, Jeff and, and uh, Rambo, for your first one, uh, have fun, enjoy, get them right, and um, well-deserved. And Joe West, congrats, man. Congrats I, Bill, you, can you imagine working 5,376 baseball games? I can't imagine doing 5,376 <laughs> times doing anything. Oh, that, All is, right? that is nuts, man. I mean, come on, Joe. It's in your DNA, man. Keep shoving. Keep shoving. Work some more. Work to your 80. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah. Let's get 6,000. Let's right. go, Joe. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Get Home Safe podcast, the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. We will look forward to chatting with you again next week. Adios.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. We greatly appreciate the support. We know we have a lot of loyal listeners out there, but we always want to keep people informed of the many ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. We have various social media platforms. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. There's plenty of ways and options to listen to the Get Home Safe Podcast. Anchor helps distribute our podcast to places like Apple, Spotify, Google, and many more. We also have a YouTube channel that is brand new for us. Not a whole lot of content on there yet, but we're going to try to put out more and more video episodes in going forward, as well as short clips here and there regarding uh, big events that happen uh, over the course of time. So lots of options out there, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, offer uh, some suggestions or content uh, topics, or uh, just ask us some random questions. We always appreciate that. I know Bill Barnes does, especially on Wednesdays. So uh, looking forward to continue to bring you great episodes here on the Get Home Safe podcast on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Guys, have a great rest of the week. And as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.